Who would have ever thought that Neil Stevenson, the author of Snow Crash, a dystopian cyberpunk novel from 1992, would define the term metaverse as the place that we would all eventually be living. We're here with the great Anna Fong to discuss IP and the metaverse. This is Stuff You Should Know About IP. As you're planning out your second life in the metaverse, don't forget to schedule at least eight hours a day for Stuff You Should Know About IP, the fastest growing podcast about intellectual property in both the real world and Mark Zuckerberg's fantasy land. Today's episode of Stuff You Should Know About IP is brought to you by the Patent Lawyer Magazine. If you want to stay up to date with everything that's going on in the world of IP and patents, go to www.patentlawyermagazine.com. Each issue is free to read for up to eight weeks. That's www.patentlawyermagazine.com for global news in the world of patents. Okay, Anna, Tom, let's talk about Mark Zuckerberg's uh, alternate reality that he's creating. Yeah, well, you know, it's and funny. I'm sure because, there's others involved, but it's just, oh, yeah. just too easy to single out Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah, let's single out Mark Zuckerberg as the king of the new metaverse, right? Yes. So, yeah. so, the, so before, you know, before we launch into the IP stuff, just for some people who might not be thinking about the metaverse all the time, think of the metaverse as kind of an immersive virtual reality where people will, and this sounds crazy, but live. And here's what I mean by that. Right now, you already we already have metaverses, kind of like metaverse type things. I remember in 2004-ish, my old friend Irv Leonard used to work for a metaverse type FedEx plane delivery service. And he would actually have scheduled hours where he would have to fly planes for FedEx in this virtual reality. And he was kind of stressed about it. You know, like, I got to get there. I got to do my flying. And he would land the plane. It was a whole immersive experience for him. And then, of course, we have people playing Fortnite like five or six hours a day. You know, friends of my kids are doing that right now. They're buying skins or clothing for their avatars. They're buying weapons. I mean, they're already doing it. And what Mark Zuckerberg is creating then is this world where people will probably do things like come home from work at six o'clock, strap in, and maybe that's like a body suit. Maybe there's like implants you put in and essentially spend the next six or seven hours in the metaverse, socializing, watching movies, buying stuff, you know, going into stores, going to college, right? Going to college in the metaverse, right? Because the metaverse is a place that, in theory, eliminates all kinds of physical inequities that we have today. You know, if you're too tall, too short, too fat, too thin, you know, too bald, right? I could have hair in the metaverse, okay? You know, I could have a beard. I could actually grow a full beard in the metaverse. I'm 5'7". I would love to be six feet two. I could be that in the metaverse. It eliminates all of these uncomfortable. I have acne, I have BO, I have, you know, whatever. I don't have any of those things in the metaverse, right? I'm my perfect self. So it eliminates all these physical inequities, but then maybe it creates other inequities, right? Other types of inequities will emerge. But 
essentially. So this is a world that some people might live in full time. So the question is, what about IP, right? What about IP implications? So Anna, why don't you give us some of your thoughts on what are the intellectual property implications of having a place that maybe many of us live like 8, 10, 12, 15, 18, 24 hours a day? Well, well definitely for, for IP in the metaverse, there are definitely a lot of uh, uh, things that are still questionable and people don't understand about it, right? Yeah, there's, uh, I mean, pattern we all know about that uh, there are people who are creating uh, the, the metaverse that is building up whatever that you're talking about. In fact, actually, you mentioned about matter just now. I would actually imagine that people are not starting to enter the metaverse after the office hour at six. Uh, I think Mark Zuckerberg wants people to step into the universe at 9 a.m. in the morning where they can start working and they can start virtual discussion and, and so on, right? It's not right. so it starts much earlier. Yeah, they actually have a job. <laughs> so they might actually have a job in the metaverse, right? They're doing making their cold calls in the metaverse. You know, they're they're working somehow in the metaverse, right? Precisely. And and in fact, actually, I, I know people, I mean, I, I read somewhere that people are actually doing this now, they are they're carrying their, they're wearing their VR and they're actually spending eight hours to full hours of working hours in the metaverse where they can resize their screen, multiple screen and, and so on. They are doing this now and then they, they, they have a product doing that. And the reason why they said they can do this and they want to do this is because he has a cat at home and the cat will mess up around the, the desktop and so on. So this metaverse actually is a, is a very, <laughs> it's a very good way to you know, avoid this. Maybe avoid, cat, avoid cat problems, right? I mean, yeah. I'm certain that Mark Zuckerberg in his board meeting with all of his brilliant scientists was explaining how this is to overcome cat problems, right? <laughs> well, it can also uh, not overcome the baby's problems. I have a baby at home sometimes in the meeting that she will scream and cry. And then maybe in the metaverse, he cannot come into my meeting and so on. He cannot appear in front of the camera. Right. <laughs> So, so that's uh, much better. But I mean, going back to IP, I think the much uh, talked about issues now for IP in the metaverse is like uh, the, the trademark issues, right? Because people are starting to, uh, big brands are starting to file patents in specific class, uh, class for virtual goods and so on. And uh, we tell goods that they can sell online. The, the question is, I mean, the question I think I have is, does it mean that you have to file uh, this additional class for virtual goods and for all the jurisdictions, because we know that Metaverse is supposed to be, uh, you know, uh, orderless, uh, no particular jurisdiction, but we know IP is jurisdictional. So does it yeah. mean that when we apply for a class, let's say nine or class 35, do we have to, you know, file a broad uh, class? So that means for big brands, I mean, they can afford, but it's still substantial amount of money, right? So that's a, it's really a big step that they have to that's, think about. That's a great question, Anna. I mean, think about it. What you're saying really is not what is the metaverse, where is the metaverse, right? Because imagine this, imagine this. Because yes, you're right, class nine and class 35, I think class nine is for downloadable virtual goods and class 35 is for retail stores with virtual goods. But imagine Mark Zuckerberg I mean, first of all, where does this exist? Like, where, what laws govern? Where are the servers hosted? I mean, ultimately, is that the question? If the servers are in the US, it's US law. If the servers are in Singapore, it's Singapore law, et cetera. Because 
that's really the cool question about this. What if Mark Zuckerberg decides he is going to hide the servers? He's not going to tell anybody where they're located, right? He's going to figure out a place that he can have these servers and no one knows where they are. In that case, which law governs, right? But could it be possible that it's not, it's not about the server, it's about where the user is? Well, the question is users though are everywhere, right? And it's not, it's not realistic that, I think there's 193 countries that are part of the UN or something like that. You can't get 193 trademarks. No one can That's afford that, that, right? <laughs> right, no, no one can afford no. that. Right. So, yeah, I mean, I mean, it's hard enough to get a trademark application filed and prosecuted in one country for most companies. You know, yeah. I mean, a good example is a few um, few months ago or a few weeks ago, we did a we did a podcast on Wendy's, which is a huge U.S. chain say, yeah. that has places all over the world. They couldn't get a trademark in the Netherlands because of a small little shop that had a trademark on Wendy's for a, a hamburger shop. So the question is, where is, what laws will govern this metaverse? Will it be Zuckerberg law? You know, will he be the king and he creates his own intellectual property laws ultimately? Because right now you can file in the US. I have a US, I can get a US trademark on executive IP, right? Our trademark for our training services. But you're in Singapore, right, Anna? Yeah. Are you bound by my trademark in the U.S. when you're in Singapore? Of course Absolutely not. not. I can establish executive IP here. Yeah, right. <laughs> yes, exactly. You could establish an executive IP in Singapore with that trademark. But the point is, if we're in the metaverse, what if I have a college in the metaverse? People strap in, go to college in the metaverse, and I call my college uh, dystopia, okay? Dystopia University. Where do I get my trademark for Dystopia University? I get it in the US. Are you bound by that, Anna? You're in the metaverse in Singapore. Can you start a competitive Dystopia University in Singapore? Well, but, but is there a metaverse? In that? There's probably no metaverse in Singapore. It's the metaverse is going to be, you know, together, right? I suppose. That's I don't know whether they have though. jurisdiction, you know, within the universe. Yeah. <laughs> So, right, is so it, who is governs it, is the metaverse like you in said, Singapore? Anna, or shouldn't it, it be based upon the person, right? Where they are. Where they're so, infringing. That's yeah, what I mean. I know. I think it's a really interesting question. So I called my buddy, Bob Simpson, who's like one of the smartest guys I know. He's an intellectual property lawyer. And I said to Bob, where is the metaverse? And his answer, I have no idea. <laughs> I said, well, okay. I said, forget the metaverse. How do you define whose law governs the metaverse? Is it where the servers are? His response, I have no idea. <laughs> but just so, now you mentioned that, you know, uh, if it is like Mark Zuckerberg who is defining the law because he's doing the, the he's creating the platform. And now, of course, we, we all know that in, in the news that he is working together with policy makers and try to make uh, the law right. I mean, from the start, as he mentioned, uh, but but I guess ultimately what they are trying to do, what they're, how they're going to implement it is going to be contractual. It's going to be the contractual law uh, that is signed between the, the Metaverse platform and the users and et cetera, right? So actually it reduces to contract law. Okay, so then who governs the contract law? Yeah, that's the question. <laughs> right, <laughs> because yeah. you're right. Mark Zuckerberg could have contracts with us, but 
there's different contract laws in different countries and he's not God, right? He's not the king. He's not a dictator. He's just a guy with a lot of money and a big brain. So then the question is who would govern that law? And that's a really sticky wicket, right? Because somehow there has to be, what I think is cool about this is there might be a universal Uh-oh, <laughs> Tom, you froze. Let's get together and say, hey, we're all going to- Hey, Tom, you froze. You gotta go oh. back. Oh, you okay. Said, well, said, I don't know where a, I froze, but froze am right I back? At, There's a universal- Yeah, yeah, there's a universal trademark law. Imagine all the UN nations get together, 193 or so, I think. And they say, we're going to all agree that we can't make people get 193 trademarks to have a metaverse trademark. Let's agree on one. And what if this trademark law that becomes something in the metaverse becomes an international law, right? Because if, if you have a trademark in the metaverse and Anna's looking at dystopian university and she's like, oh my God, I wanna copy that because I'm in Singapore and not the US. Well then the universal metaverse law for intellectual property will say, no, there's only one rule for every nation in the metaverse and that is this, whatever that is. You know, we come up with the trademark law. We come up with the copyright law. And oh, Anna, we come up with a contract law for you because you're probably right. It's gonna be governed by contract. So all these nations are finally forced to get together and do what everybody really wants to do anyway, which is only file one patent application, one trademark application, one copyright application worldwide. What do you My think question for you is that, who's going to enforce that? Wow. Yeah, that's a great question. Yeah. Who enforced it? Now we need a meta court, right? So you walk <laughs> in with your avatar, you stand at plaintiff's table, the other avatar is at defense table, there's an avatar that's the judge, and we have metaverse court. It's almost like we'd need an entire nation, which is the metaverse, with a constitution, with courts, with intellectual property laws and contract laws and, and police. Because think about that stopping infringers, right? You don't have humans doing it. You have like bots doing it, right? So you don't even need to have humans search. Like right now, you know, Getty Images is a company that like searches the internet for people stealing their images and then they send them cease and desist letters. They have like these bots that are always searching the internet, right? In the metaverse, it would be easy to detect trademark infringement because we just set up our universal metrics or laws or, or rules on trademark infringement and the AI would take care of it, right? Yeah. AI. That's so simple. Then I think that all the companies would like it. <laughs> yeah, AI would become the police. AI would govern the metaverse because humans would set up rules and AI would govern it. So it would automatically take down trademark infringing uh, sites, store signs. You're stealing a copyright? Bam, not only do you get fined, but your copyright gets taken down by AI. AI becomes the police. What do you mean? Do you want to live in a world where AI owns you? Well, I, I guess that's going to be very, very long time uh, from maybe I, I don't live anymore uh, when that happens, right? No, you will, guess... Anna. And your daughter, 18 months <laughs> old, right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. What's her name? Isabel. Isabel might have to deal with the AI police. <laughs> in the yeah, metaverse she, where she's spending her entire life 
that's right. But I guess that what is more closer to our time is probably perhaps the police. I mean, you you of course nowadays because of the the IP rights that is always like adjudicated by courts and and so on. But there are also alternative ways to to solve the dispute. Right, you can go for arbitration, etc. Maybe for matter worse at the beginning at least. I guess arbitration and all that the sort of things might be one way because and by that you can actually decide which call uh, what which law to use etc. You can also state it down in the contract, right? Well, yeah, but keep in mind though, under our new universe, under our new plan, Anna, we are already going to have 193 countries adopt a constitution for the metaverse. Okay, so it's already going to be created then within seven years from today what is it it's march 4th 2022 on march 4th 2029 there will be a universal constitution for the metaverse which includes intellectual property laws is this, is this a prophecy permit, what's that are you prophesizing right now <laughs> yes and we permit we'll check seven years later <laughs> yeah yeah we permit we permit AI, we all agree that AI is going to police intellectual property rights because they're better at it, right? I mean, humans are so scatterbrained and, and vague, right? We're just not certain on things. But AI, if you watch Terminator, you know this. AI <laughs> is brutally certain, right? And we create the rules for AI. And then there will be like some master programmers that can tweak it when it's gone awry. So, but Ray, when we have our May, our March fourth, two thousand twenty-nine podcast in the metaverse, <laughs> yeah, I'll, we can I'll go back to this prophecy, and we can do an update. It'll be like a time capsule of the stuff we should know about IP. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Exactly. Yeah, so, we'll yeah, so even allowed to. We might be banned from talking about it. Yeah, but yeah, it, it's funny you say that, Ray, because the other thing I had on my list to mention was. Imagine how powerful cancel culture will be. Like right now, you know, if you say the wrong thing, you're blocked from Twitter and Instagram and Facebook, right? By the gods of Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. But can you imagine if people are in the metaverse, there's one nation, one law that we all agree to in the metaverse, and then a certain fringe group becomes dominant and they don't like certain speech, you get canceled immediately. We might be canceled. The three of us might be so outdated that we're canceled on March 4th, 2029, when the revolution occurs and the metaverse takes over. It's interesting because theoretically, based on your hypothesis here, you would not even be able to infringe in the first place. I mean, if, yes. if the AI is that powerful, I mean, we're talking about like a utopian version of the metaverse. Or, um, or would it be dystopian? Or, well, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sometimes those two things are, are oddly <laughs> similar, right? Um, but, uh, but you wouldn't even be able to infringe in the first place. But again, it really just comes down to who's making the rules. I mean, because, okay, it's the AI, but who's making the AI? Right, yeah, yeah. The all these nations would have to get together and program the rules. But you're right, Ray. I didn't even think of that. The moment you like put your sign up on your store, blap, it would be gone. Right. So I have, a, I have a question that sort of brings us a little bit back 
to to, to today to reality, right? Okay. Because um, we're 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 way off in to the real know, verse, right? Yeah, to the real verse. If so, there's different, um, I guess, forms of the metaverse. There isn't necessarily the way I understand just one metaverse. So there's Meta, right, which which is Facebook, um, and Mark Zuckerberg. And that's like a platform. It's like, you know, a Fortnite owned by a different company is a sort of metaverse where there's commerce, there's people doing things, it's a game. Um, but let's just look at Meta. Meta is Facebook, which is an American company. Um, are, when, the, when you sign up for it, you agree to a, a, a use policy, a privacy policy and all that. Are those things based on, I don't know the answer, I'm putting this out to you guys. Are those things based on US law? And if you're in Europe, are you uh, agreeing by signing up and checking that box to adhere by those laws? So would that be the way to define the jurisdiction then when it comes to yeah. IP rights? Like where, like where the company, well, in the instance, so you're kind of thinking of a multiverse, right? Where you have several different metaverses, right? Right. You have you have the Baidu metaverse. You have yeah. the you know yeah. like yeah. <clears throat> there's 15 different country company companies in different countries that have metaverses. So then I guess it'd be the multiverse. Right. But in that case, you'd say whoever wherever the country is domiciled or whatever the company is domiciled, it would be that country's laws that govern that metaverse, right? Right. And just like parts of the internet are banned in certain countries, right? Um, or websites are banned, there could be certain metaverses that are only allowed in certain places. Yeah, unless there becomes one metaverse, that's what I'm getting at. Is it, it's in? I guess I guess it doesn't really matter. I guess it would be better to have like 15 or 20 metaverses because then if you get killed in one, you could still go to another one, right? <laughs> Or there could be metaverses for hard right people and metaverses for hard left people. And you could spend your entire life in utopia for your own particular ideology, right? Then it is your utopia. You know, there's some metaverses storming the Capitol, some metaverses burning down this or that. I mean, there's every different ideology has a metaverse, right? That's kind of a cool concept. And in that case, it might be easier to have the nation where that company is domiciled use those laws, right? But if there's right. one metaverse for the world, that's, that creates a more interesting and complicated problem. Yeah. So, but I'm just yeah, go ahead, yeah, Anna. I'm thinking that uh, if that is the case, it depends on the, the domicile of the company, then the company can choose where to establish the company, right? A lot of people establish companies in Bermuda and, and so on. And then they can choose yeah. a country where the, the law uh, favor them in the, for, for this platform and so, so on. Yeah, right. And, and then and, and, uh, there are laws on that already, right? Where a company exists. And, and in that case, it would probably be a lot easier. But again, I'm thinking of the, multi, the metaverse, which is a, a worldwide platform. Because that's probably what Zuckerberg wants. You know, he wants people of all national. Tom, you froze again. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not we'll, we'll edit this out. 
lost again. Yeah, you're you're okay. You're back now. So of all nationalities. Oh no, you froze again. There must be something going on with his internet. Yeah, not sure what I said. Oh, he dropped. Oh, okay. Now you're back. Sorry about that. So the big question is, where is it, right? Where is the metaverse? That's what right. I guess. That's what Yvonne, and it looks like my internet is so unstable, I can't have a, you know, continue a conversation. But I definitely question, where is it? Yes. Yeah. I mean, that's the big question. And and thanks to Anna for bringing that up. Um, the uh, the jurisdiction, I think, is probably the most confusing thing about this. Um, what did uh, were were we going to talk at all about the, uh, I guess, hardware implications of IP with oh, the metaverse? Is there really much to say about that? Well, it's the external, right? It's the outside the metaverse to build the metaverse infrastructure. Right. There's there's a ton of companies filing patent applications on on the goggles, right? You have your your virtual reality and your augmented reality goggles. I'm guessing there's going to be like body suits, you know, so that you can feel all the stuff. There's going to be brain implants. There's going to be chemicals. There's going to be all kinds of stuff on how you can live in and experience the metaverse as if it was real. And I'm sure all that stuff is going to be patented, but still it's tricky, right? Because where is the metaverse? Where do these things, now, I guess that's more like what Anna said. If Anna is in Singapore wearing goggles, Singapore law would probably govern whether she could wear those goggles in Singapore, right, Anna? Because there's IP laws in Singapore that govern make, use, and sell, and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, I, I guess because that's the, in that case, it's the patent law, so it's the make, use, sell, offer for sell, import, export, and, and so on, whether this is the rights. So if you as a user, you're using it then, but, but of course, usually the user will not be, uh, will not be accused of infringing. Usually it's among the companies, the competitors, I suppose. Yeah, that are, that are selling it, right? That, that's I mean, right. Yeah, you don't want to go down, you don't want to have somebody show up at your house and rip the goggles off your face and say, you're and infringing. The, and the damages that you can get actually uh, is how much? It's just that, that one, one, yeah. one device. Right. <laughs> so it's really not. Is it yeah, that would be like that'd be like a game of whack-a-mole, right? Every time you hit one down, another one pops up somewhere. <laughs> but is it possible for companies like like Meta, um, uh, say a metaverse provider or platform, to make it possible to only connect to their platform with certain approved devices? Oh yeah, I would right? assume oh. that's possible, oh. right? Yeah, yeah, except they might want to make it more of an open platform, kind of like the- um, Might not be in their interest to do that. Yeah, 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 right, right. Unless yeah. I don't know. Like, uh, Apple, you know, they have, they want to have their own proprietary system. <laughs> yeah, but you know, I saw this movie about this futuristic movie where space was dominated by corporations and not nations. So, like XYZ company was super powerful. It's like Microsoft and ABC company is like Apple. And they're the ones that govern space because it's like the, 
It's like the new frontier and there's no countries out in space. They're just oh. mining, you know, asteroids and stuff. And that's kind of like the metaverse. Each metaverse will be created by its own company, maybe. That goes back to having a multiverse, like the Microsoft-verse, the Apple-verse, the Baidu-verse, the, the Anna-verse. Anna becomes rich and famous and creates her own metaverse. So, you know, then you'll be up there with the big guys. So that, though, would be kind of like everybody might want their own proprietary stuff then, their own proprietary goggles to get into the Anna metaverse. But I think it's more likely that this is going to become a metaverse where everyone accesses the same place. And that's where all the IP questions get very complicated. I guess for, for, for I mean, since we're talking about patents, right, of course, there will be patents on uh, the AI, the, the, not the AI, the AR, the VR, you know, the, the hardware and user devices. But there will also be, you know, patents on the applications. I guess applications is probably, because if you're talking about the, the hardware, there will just be a few companies that are working on it right now. And you, if you're talking about the hardware stack, I mean, NVIDIA is doing the chips, the GPU, uh, et cetera, and maybe uh, Microsoft, uh, Samsung, they all, they have some, this kind of uh, hardware, you know, patents, they, they probably have built up a lot. I, I read somewhere that, I think Samsung is probably have, they have currently about 300 patents in this kind of hardware stack, the GPU stuff related to the metaverse. Microsoft also has about, about this, this size. So they, these, these big guys will be doing on that. But if we talk about, you know, the applications, the games, the, 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 the social media enterprise, all these applications, then you know, more companies can actually apply patents in this area. and maybe this can be a potential area where there can be disputes. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, I think, yeah, it's very complicated. It's going to be an interesting next seven years from today before we're all totally dominated on March 4th, 2029 by the metaverse. <laughs> but so it'll be a fascinating seven years. Prophet, Prophet Tom Coulson has spoken of what the future entails with the metaverse. Um, and Anna, thanks for joining us with this podcast. This was a lot of fun and it's, it's certainly uh, exciting and interesting to speculate about what's going to happen. And there's a lot we don't know yet. So we'll have to return to this in the future. Um, if, any, if any of you out there have uh, your own opinions about what's gonna happen with the IP implications related to the metaverse, please share it in the comments. Don't forget to like and subscribe to us on your platform of choice. And thanks for listening to another episode of Stuff You Should Know About IP. Ciao.